Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Ted Marr, uh, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug, on BBS Radio 1. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we should have somewhere over 34 million listeners today in over 100 countries, and I'm so happy you're here with me. Uh, you know, we're all if we all work together, I know we can make this planet a much better and happier place, and that's exactly what we're doing. Today's shows, I think you'll find them really interesting. In about 15 minutes, I'll be we'll be bringing I'll be bringing on a group of uh, truckers from Canada. They're situated on Parliament Hill, just across the um, the way from the Parliament Building in Ottawa, Canada, and they'll be telling us what's been going on there. One of the things that happened um, last week is that even though the um, the truckers raised like something like over $10 million. GoFundMe, which is a cabal organization, don't support them at all. They're evil. They stopped their funding. And then now they want to keep the $10 million. Of course, it's all illegal. Um, but who knows? You know, anything that most things that the cabal does is, is illegal anyway. But don't fund uh, GoFundMe. Don't use them ever again as a company. Um, I think. Um, um, they they should be uh, driven out of business, and this is completely illegal. Can, can you imagine the audacity of these of that company, the executives of that company, just to try to keep the money? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, but I think that'll be overturned um, and soon. But uh, at any rate, then the second part of the program this morning, starting at 11 a.m., will be my good friend, Dr. Uh, Daniel Nagazi, coming to us live from Vancouver, British Columbia. He's an amazing doctor. He stood up to his hospital. The hospital was putting people on ventilators and giving them overdose amounts of resveratrol, and they, people were dying. He stepped in, started giving people um, alternative health treatments like ivermectin. People started living. They were being discharged from the hospital. The hospital didn't like that because they were losing money. When people don't die, they don't make any money off of it. It's like here in the United States, There's there was a fellow... Uh, just about last week, who ended up in a car accident, unfortunately, near Flagstaff, Arizona. And I'll be playing his video here in a few minutes. He flipped over on the ice, apparently, was rescued by paramedics, was able to walk and talk, but the paramedics stuck him with a needle of morphine, knocked him out. Eight hours later, he wakes up in the hospital, and and he's got a catheter on him, a tracheal tube going down um, down his throat, and he was all hooked up to all these machines. Uh, including a ventilator, and he got the message that they were trying to kill him for COVID because a hospital makes $39,000 if somebody dies with, if the hospital says COVID. And then for all the other extras, the PCR tests, which don't work, it's it, all the other things that they do, including the drug treatments, it amounts to almost about $100,000. So hospitals across the United States and in Canada, countries like Canada and the United Kingdom, they have a financial incentive to, incentive to murder people. And this man, fortunately, he woke up. Um, nobody would help him there at the hospital because they wanted to kill him. So he, he took a catheter out by himself. And the tracheal tube on his own, he was perfectly healthy. He didn't need all this crap, but he took it out. And then he walked out to the to the main nurse's station and said, why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> and they were all in shock. Uh, they wanted to keep him there to make more money off of him. But after about an hour, it was, he, he was, they, they let him, they let him go. And um, I think, um, but it's quite a story. And I'll be playing um, that video at about 11, a, 11 a.m. this morning. But it's just if you've got any way possible, don't go to a hospital because um, they could give you a one of the PCR tests. And the PCR tests are 97% of the time they have false positives. In other words, 
they won't give you an accurate reading. And they, they, they want to do the COVID test because the, there's a financial incentive from the corrupt uh, uh, Biden administration to murder people across the United States. And that's what they do. They give you a fake test. They say you have COVID and um, then um, they kill you and then they cover it up. Um, and um, you're supposed to go, go along with that. But I think People are, are, are waking up, and I'm glad they are, because people don't need to be treated like that. There was another, another video I saw last night of this poor, uh, poor woman in Quebec. Same thing happened to her. The hospital uh, murdered her um, with the, um, the resveratrol, res, res, I think it's called, and, and a fibrillator, and she died, unfortunately. She was the mother of, like, uh, six or seven children. Um, it's just horrible, you know, what's, ha- what's happening now. But I think this is catching up and people are starting to wake up. Um, this afternoon, in addition to my morning show this morning, uh, I'll be bringing in a whole bunch of wonderful people to talk about the Moto Peace Project and Dr. Moto's work. That will start at, at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser, actually, for, uh, for um, uh, World Water Day on uh, March 22nd. And um, that's to raise money to buy water filters for the Hopi so they can drink clean water. On the Hopi Reservation in Arizona, uh, men live to an average of only 44 years and women live to about 53 to 54 years because of the polluted water. Much of the water on the Hopi Reservation has radiation in it. And that radiation is from radiation from mines on the the reservation. So that, uh, and so much water has been pumped out in the past by these different mining companies that, that the natives there, the Native Americans there living on this reservation, they have to pump water from the bottom of their wells. And the, this water at the bottom of the wells is completely contaminated with radiation. I mean, you can take a Geiger counter and it'll go off, it'll go off the scale just testing some of the water on the Hopi and Navajo reservation. It's the same problem. But we're doing something about it. We're raising funds to help uh, get water filters for the Hopi. And we'll be talking about that at, um, three, at three o'clock today. I, um, I, I wanted to tell everyone that uh, I'll be going back to Mount Shasta um, this year again, twice. I'll be going back at the end of June and, and, and several times at the end of August. We always have a fantastic time at Mount Shasta. And um, uh, since I've been going there since um, 2015, we've experienced miracle healings where people actually experience um, a physical healing while they're there. And I can speak firsthand about that. Because that happened to me. I, my eyes were restored to 2010, crystal clear eyesight. Back several years ago when I was at, at Mount Shasta, I had did have 2050 blurry eyed vision in one of my eyes, but I got them restored. And I want to thank Adam and the beautiful people of Telos and the Pleiadians for their help. Um, they also gave me a new heart a couple of years ago. Uh, they said I've been working a lot without any breaks, and they gave me a new heart, and I was so grateful for that. I've seen with my own eyewitness, um, seeing myself, people have their uh, eyesight restored. Uh, one lady had a; she was was able to get a new uh, set of pair of legs after being crippled for about twenty years. Um, several people have been cured of Lyme's disease. One man was cured of um, uh, what, what is it, Lou Gehrig's disease? Um, but there's just uh, just amazing the stories that come out. I can't guarantee it'll happen every time it goes because you have to be in a positive frame of mood and be open to it. If you're negative um, or don't have good intentions, then please don't come. The Telosians don't want you on there in their living room at Mount Shasta. Now, the, the mountain itself um, has come under attack by the negatives, but um, 
it's still functioning as a portal into the hollow earth. And I hope you can you can all come. For more information, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm also going to Sedona in early May and in mid-September this year. Sedona is another fantastic place. There are places there which you can go into the hollow earth. And there's many different vortexes there that are time vortexes where you can go back to the beginning of time. One of the people on my trip in, to Sedona in October actually went uh, went into a time uh, vortex there at Bell Rock, went to the beginning of time when this earth was created and followed it all the way up to the present. That was an amazing, amazing story he had to tell. Um, for all these trips, they're just the cost is just $200 per person. And if you'd like to go, just uh, please send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. Now, with respect to both Sedona and Mount Shasta, uh, Mount Shasta they are going into the fifth dimension. And um, I wanted to tell everyone that thanks to the Canadian trucker strike in Canada, the planet as itself will shift into the fourth dimension um, later this year. The, the date that on one on a timeline uh, before this, this trucker strike hit uh, was October of this year. However, thanks to our beautiful friends in Canada protesting the dictatorial Nazi government of, of Justin Trudeau, the timeline now has shifted by a couple of months and we will be shifting into the fourth dimension as a planetary whole by August, late August of this year. Um, these things, these things are moving fast and I wouldn't be surprised that if the, if the, um, um, if we have another a convoy going to D.C. where the fake Biden administration is and wake people up, we could shift into fourth dimension even faster and Biden will be out of office very quickly. I don't see I don't see Mr. Trudeau uh, lasting as prime minister of Canada now by more than three or four weeks. He's going to be gone here very soon. He actually they say he's um, it's hard to tell where he is because he's hiding. But they say he's at a place called Tofino, a beautiful place on the coast of Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. Um, isn't that an interesting spot of all the places to go in the beautiful country of Canada? He's chosen to go there. He actually has a house there, I'm told. Um, but one of the things, too, he's just a few feet from the beach. And what an easy place for a Chinese communist submarine to come by off the coast of Canada. Of course, they're best buddies um, and pick him up so he can escape any kind of prosecution. I do see him attempting. That's why to do that. That's why he's there. So um, um, I see a time when he's going to be arrested here very soon for crimes against humanity and he'll be forced out of office. He may try to escape. I want to let people know that that's what I'm seeing. That's why he's in Tofino of all places. He wanted to be on the ocean with access to, ch to China. So if he needed to escape, he would, but um, it's not going to, you know, where, where is he going to go? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if North Korea would allow him in, really. Um, but where else could he go? There's not many places on the planet for him to go right now. He'd probably be welcome in, in China. I don't know. But um, anyway, um, uh, it's an amazing time to be alive. And um, I'm so happy to, um, to, to, have you, to have you all here. Before we start, um, I wanted to tell everyone I always like to play my... Um, uh, love tuning fork. Um, this is uh, 528 hertz. And when you hit this Lemurian crystal from Mount Shasta, full of love and light to this tuning fork, you get the sound of love and it spreads everywhere. So I'll play that a couple of times. And then one more time. 
that nice? That's a wonderful way to start the day. And um, of course, uh, I also want to tell people that um, some good news. Um, this is a book that I published a couple of years ago. It's called Messages from the Masters. It's a book about messages from Albert Einstein, John F. Kennedy, Nostradamus, Robert F. Kennedy, um, uh, uh, Nikolai Tesla, the Galactic Alliance, and Dr. Masurimoto, and my friend, good friend, Albert Einstein, on our beautiful, bright future. Everything that they've told me in this book so far has come true. Um, there's lots more. There's, there's timelines in the book about what it, what would have happened had President Kennedy lived in the in the 1960s. And um, we would be now in fifth dimension. The Vietnam War would have never happened. We would have never had Obama as president, never had uh, Hillary as to, uh, to run for president. Bill Clinton um, would have never become president. They'd all been in jails. George Bush Sr. would have been in jail. Um, but it's um, it's an amazing book, really. Uh, we were supposed to to ascend into the fifth dimension back in the 1960s, had President Kennedy lived. But uh, that was our timeline. Um, and, but it's going to be realized now because the people are finally standing up. And I want to thank especially the truckers and everybody in Canada for, for standing up for freedom for the world. You know, there's there's a huge protest right now in Finland going on. Uh, many places in, in Europe inspired by what's going on in Canada and even here in the United States. There's a lot of people now um, standing up to the corrupt Biden administration. Um, the good news is that they're planning a convoy to, to D.C. after the um, after they're done with with Ottawa and Mr. Trudeau. And I can't wait to, to see that. Um, Facebook has banned um, the convoy group from from having a, a post, they had they had up to 137,000 people, uh, which were part of their um, their post, and then Facebook banned it. I don't see how they can get away with it. We have the first First Amendment here in this country, and of course, Canada has their Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is similar to our own constitution, like our own constitution. So pe- there's legal basis for it, for them not being able to legally um, shut down anything because it is freedom of speech. It's very important in this country. I, I don't see how they can get away with it. And I'm waiting for the day when they can be sued and, and this can be, can be taken out. Um, uh, I wanted to, um, if we could play uh, Don, if we could play the Sophigio, um healing sounds for a couple of minutes, that's the first segment uh, there. And that would be fun to, to do. It's, it's a beautiful thing. My friend, I want to thank my friend James up in Vancouver, Canada. He sent that to me a couple of days ago. And he said that to the reptilians, playing that is like, <laughs> he made this funny joke. It's like scraping your, your fingernails on a chalkboard to the reptilians. So um, anyway, and we'll play that for two minutes. And then we'll bring on, uh, go ahead and bring on Susan from Saskatchewan.
Don, so much for sharing that. Isn't that a beautiful way to start the day? That's the Fiji music um, with playing all the sounds of the universe. And uh, such a thank you so much, James from Vancouver, for uh, for sending that clip to me. Well, I'd like to welcome my good friend Susan coming in. She's a trucker uh, now in Ottawa and um, with the, with other truckers there. Susan, can you hear me okay? I can. Good morning, Ted. <laughs> so good to hear your voice. I, I never know, you know, we, you wanted to do a live today, and I'm so glad you're here. I, I didn't know whether they'd try to cut the phone lines. You never know with the Trudeau government, so... Um, well, exactly. I'm just heading in actually in, into Ottawa um, around the airport facility. So I'm not sure if you lose me, you know why I've been cut off the line. Oh, okay. That's um, okay. I, you know, I can hear you now. So tell me, what's it like? What's it like right. there? I heard that um, Trudeau has left. He's uh, hiding out underneath a rock in Tofino in British Columbia. Uh, he's got a house there, apparently. And I and I got the message this morning that Tofino is a good spot. He thinks that's a good spot because a Chinese um, submarine can come by the shoreline there and on the Pacific coast and pick him up if he has to escape Canada. Yes, yes, it's quite actually very disappointed that that he did um, go into this hiding and um, he hasn't got the strength to, to face and talk to us truckers. That's all we want, right? Right. Um, uh, so it, it was very disappointing that he has, but we're hoping and optimistic that he will return and show his face and at least, um, you know, uh, have a chat and negotiate with us. Right, right. Well, you know, um, it's I, I think what he thinks is that it's either his way or the highway, literally. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Yes, Obviously. I think they're waiting. Uh, I think they're waiting for us to get tired and and one by one gradually, you know, fizzle away. But um, uh, we cannot be ignored. We we, uh, we are gathering so many more supporters here in Ottawa today. The tractors rolled in first thing this morning. All the farmers um, and actually a huge convoy came across from Quebec. And what's lovely is I'd always been in this impression there's a divide, you know, the east and the west. But now that I've actually come here to Ottawa, I see there is no division. We are all one. And I think that's what um, Trudeau is uh, fearing because uh, we're stronger in numbers, right? And he's been wanting this divide. And now all of a sudden, um, this convoy has sparked right internationally um uh us all coming together you know and and it's not just us truckers in the in the seat it's everyone is driving this convoy from all over the world now and that's what his biggest fear is <laughs> oh, well, in my I mean, opinion you know um you have dominion voting there in canada we do too and we know it's common knowledge the democrats um uh, gerrymandered the, uh, the the voting results to sh- to show Biden supposedly won the election with 81 million votes, which is a complete lie. And I'm sure in your in the yeah. too with uh, Trudeau, I, I question um, whether he actually was a legitimate winner of the last um, uh, prime minister election there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of us questioning that, and I believe the same thing happened here as what it did in the states. Um, yeah. Uh, he just his biggest voters were you know in the east there allegedly 
uh, and the rest, three quarters of the country had, had voted against him. And I, I believe there was, uh, it was exactly the same as in, in the States. Um, yeah. which is terrible. You can't, you can't trust, cannot trust our politicians, which is a, a big, a sad, it's sad it's come to that, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we uh, the same. Yes. I wanted to tell you on the GoFundMe thing, talk about audacity, those, those, uh, those bastards. They're oh. criminals. Legally, they can't the money. I saw the, I read the, the statement issued by GoFundMe this morning or yesterday, and they said that they've been in touch with law enforcement and there's criminal, there's uh, violence. That's, it's a very peace. I mean, yeah. for, for how many people you've got there? What, 1.8 million, 2 million? Yes. Couple eleven thousand truckers. I mean, but yeah. not one instance of violence. There was a there was one footage of apparently a agent profit of somebody who was sent in by one of the intelligence agencies yeah. by the cabal to try to do a false flag with the Confederate flag. But he was asked to leave and excluded. But there's been absolutely no violence. So clearly, GoFundMe has no factual evidence whatsoever to stop the monies. I do see um, them releasing the money in about two or three weeks, but we'll have to, and then I see the company going bankrupt within two months because the company. That's right. uh, A little longer. That's right. I mean, and it keeps changing. It keeps changing. Uh, I did also see that, that they were saying that under their terms of service, you know, there cannot be any violence or harassment. Um, I've been down in, in Ottawa every day and um, there are, there is no violence. And if there is any, it's the sure. ones that have been paid by the government to be put in there um, exactly. to cause that. And I did go down one street, one street, and none of the trucks were allowed down there. And they had all the windows boarded up. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's strange. And CBC had um, recorded that this is where there'd been violence and windows broken. There was no windows broken, they, but they set like a movie set. <laughs> and I couldn't right. believe it. Right. And I think yeah. then that's why they can then control the GoFundMe saying, you know, there's acts of violence going on. So right. that is very sad. And a, a lot of genuine people that, um, you know, are being targeted by, by the government. And I, I believe they just want to try and starve us out, put them down here and eventually fizzle us away. And by cutting off money, they think we're going to leave, but we're not. <laughs> we're not. Somebody started a, 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 um, a, a fund for the truckers on PayPal. And within one, within one day, they had $90,000. One day. <laughs> so, well, yes. The, the the groundswell of support is tremendous. They're not going to stop this. It's like a yes. dance burst, and they're trying to plug this. Right. Good luck. You know they're not yeah. going to stop this. It's too yeah, much. Absolutely. It's not it's, at all. Not at all. You know, um, uh, the, you you don't need money. You just need love and compassion, and and that takes over. We don't need the money. They're not going to stop. Um, I'm actually uh, based in a, a small little uh, camp outside of Ottawa, mm-hmm. where there's about about 60 trucks, mm-hmm. and uh, they had tents set up, and there's four tents now. It started with one, and the donations that are coming through to help us truckers, including clothing, um, it's like a pharmacy in there, you know, there's ev- absolutely everything and more that you need, and the food, and all you need is love. 
um, and that, and which keeping us driving forward and motivated. The energy is positive here. Um, and for the first time in a long time, there's big Julia Roberts smiles over everyone's face, which is lovely to see. Wow. You know? um, and I just, yeah, it's just great. And, and the fact it's inspired the whole of Canada, all over different provinces and cities, um, uh, there's something going on. There's something going on um, every day and, and especially today all over. And, mm-hmm. and I believe all over the world. I had a quick look um, on the media t- this morning and I see there's Cyprus and all the way through to New Zealand um, who are involved. Well, Everyone's that's inspired. Fan- that's fantastic. I got yeah. a report from Sweden last week. Uh, by supporters okay. there, that, that that the government there, the social media, had 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 excluded any reporting at all about the about what's happening in Canada, and I said, well, yeah. it spread my posts because, um, I, you know, on this show today, it should be a little over thirty four million listeners, and undoubtedly some of them oh, are going to, wow. yeah. So it's it's getting out there, and they're also the mass media is also losing control of the narrative. CNN is on the verge of bankruptcy. It really is. All of their offices are now right. reclosed in the U.S. Many of their top right. executives and producers have been uh, are in being investigated for child child uh, child yes. pedophilia. I mean, give me a break. That's awful. Yes. You know, know. It's and, and awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then yeah. I I watched a um, a video of of uh, Trudeau. It was a couple days ago where he said one of his legislative priorities. Um, I think he said this about a year, last year sometime, he said that one of his legislative priorities, um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but this is what he said. Okay, I'm not making this up. No. I saw the video and I saw him with on, uh, what was it called, Global News out of Toronto. Um, he yeah. said that one of his yeah. legislative priorities was to lower the age of consent. And I don't want to offend anybody, um, but he said he, this is him saying, not me. He said that he wanted to lower the age of consent to 16 for anal sex wow. with young children. That's what his legislative wow. priority. And I thought, how disgusting. I mean, what kind of sicko is this man? That, anyway, absolutely. that's Absolutely. That is said. awful. Mm-hmm. I never I never heard that. Yeah. But right. that's the leaders that we have. Oh. You know, that I, I I know there's things about Biden as well. I mean it's just awful. Oh Biden's nuts. Every time every every time yeah. you saw Biden campaigning, he always has his hands on the breasts of some little girl. Or yeah. Boy, whatever. Yes. Um, but uh, yes. anyway, that's what uh, yeah. that's what runs part of the world, you know. But they're yeah. they're getting ferreted yeah. out, and people are finally starting to to wake up, you know. And it's more Correct. than it's more than the issue of of taking the shot, the vaccines. It's about freedom, about yes, living. Right. Freedom, that's about, right. You know. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I agree. It's, it's not about the vaccine. It's just freedom of choice. You know, I have friends, many friends, you know, have vaccinated and, and, and not yeah. vaccinated. But it's that freedom of choice. There shouldn't be where there's no choice and you're going to lose job, you know, your job over it. That's that's absolutely awful. Right. And it's come to that. And, you yeah. know, families being divided and people losing jobs. And I mean, that, that, that's crazy. Um, but in the end, because... I believe truth. Yeah. Go ahead breaking yeah, up that's what he wants right but now there's all of a sudden everyone's come together mm-hmm. that's, that's right that's, we're the threat now that's you know? right that's right well i know listen i, I got a message from the galactics 
and the Galactic Alliance. Um, it was um, two weeks, oh, last week, two weeks ago, where they're able to help us more now in our ascension and with our cries for freedom than they were before, because we're finally standing up. And it's a, it's a match yeah. that's lit around the world. Everybody can identify it because we've all been locked down. And, and people yeah. see through the lies now. It's not about health. It's about genocide. It's about killing people. That's right. It's, it's about yeah. control. It's about creating a permanent Nazi police state. And, and yeah. that is something that people, most people don't want, you know. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, no. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. But I always believe in the end, the truth, the truth will prevail mm-hmm. over the evil. We're going through this awful stage right now, but a lot of people are waking up to it and realizing what's going on, um, which is fantastic, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we need is to awaken. On my, on my drive, it's 3,000 kilometers I drove to Ottawa. And on, uh, on one of these, the highways, it said, there was a sign and it caught my eye and it said, the sleeping giant. Um, and I thought, that's exactly what this is. Everyone's been asleep. The giant's been asleep and all of a sudden he's woken up. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's really, really the truth. What's happening here? There was a conservative member of uh, uh, the parliament there who gave a wonderful speech a couple of days ago. I wish I'd... Huh. I'll, I'll try to find it before we go on, you know, before the program ends. Um, but she gave a very okay. wonderful, ele- very eloquent speech against speech against uh, about Trudeau's policies. And one of Trudeau's um, yeah. uh, minister, prime uh, ministers, what was it? What was it for public health and safety or whatever? He got on. Okay. <laughs> he was a complete okay. idiot. He couldn't say much. I mean, what could he say? You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, so- really? I would have liked to have heard that. I didn't. I don't think I heard that. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can probably I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of things to do before the show, but I can probably find it if you give me a few minutes. Um, so the morale is high, and um, how how many it people? Sure is. How many people do you think are there now? How many trucks are there? I mean, it's just a sea of trucks. And and how far does it extend around Ottawa beyond the downtown? I mean, does it go out in the suburbs or? Yes. Absolutely. I'm in one of the suburbs, about 20 minutes away. Um, the the police have actually um, blockaded the main parkway to get in with the trucks. So uh, they're only allowing 300 trucks downtown because they said we need to leave the, you know, the lanes open for emergency vehicles. But the rest of us are all on the outside. And it's so hard to predict it to give an estimation of trucks but it's a sea of them it's a sea of them um Mm -hmm. thousands thousands i know there was uh, on the 29th of january there were um just on my west west convoy um a hundred thousand registered trucks for the convoy oh my gosh And and yeah then there's the east and then quebec keeps coming and going they come back and come you know come and go um, and now the farmers, like I say, that it's, it's, it's really, really, it's such a strong presence and, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. There was a report out yesterday that the mayor of Ottawa had asked the Canadian military to come in to get, to take care yes. of, to take, to get rid of the truckers. 
You know what the commander said? Yeah. (laughs) He said, go out and find somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I did, again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't believe one truth in that at all. Um, I I honestly don't think that's the case. Yeah. At all. That's not. Yeah. There's so much going out there. It's like a jungle. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, there was a news report I got um, about five or six days ago, and I anybody out there who could tell me the update would be great because a lot of this stuff is censored. But there was a huge um, thousands of truckers um, stuck in Western Canada, and they were on a place called Sir McDonald Highway and Booth Street. I'm not sure where the location. Uh, the weather was 20 minus oh. 20 degrees centigrade. That's really cold. And um, yes. the police were locking them in and wouldn't let them let wouldn't let them um, move, wouldn't let them get food and water. They were trying to starve them out. Oh. And I don't know what's happened, but there was you know thousands, tens of thousands of truckers stuck in this large group somewhere in Western Canada. That's all I got. So if anybody has any, yeah, uh, I want, yeah, I'd be interested. I, I'm thinking that was Edmonton. Okay. That was Edmonton, which is okay. the capital of Alberta there. Um, I believe that's what I heard. And they did. And we were all stuck on, they were all stuck on the side of the road. And yeah, it, it was very cold. Um, and I never know what, I don't know again what, what happened there in, in the end. But I believe there were cars stopping and giving truckers, you know, food, water, um, and fuel, and fuel on right. the side of the road. But I haven't had an update either. Right, right. Well, this is this is the side yeah. of the thing that um, the spontaneous uh, uprising for freedom that's happening around the world, and they can't stop it. They're just not going to stop it. Oh. Um, you know, um, and even the military now is is in the side of the uh, the protesters in in Canada. Um, I'm waiting for the day when that's going to happen. My guides told me months ago that the U.S. people as, as a whole uh, would really start waking up in March, which is only a month away here. So I'm still waiting. Yeah. A lot of people around uh, where I live in Washington State are asleep. It's so sad to see. But even those those people are starting to wake up, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, have you been threatened or the other members of your group? You know of any stories where the police have threatened no. anything? No, I actually make a point of talking with the police. And many of them um, said, well done, we support you. But they're on badge and uniform. So they can't, you know, I cannot, can't get evidence of that on, on my, you know, on my media, on my phone. But um, they've been absolutely supportive and wonderful. So mm-hmm. I have nothing negative to say about the law enforcement. They're there to do their job and to keep the peace, and they have been wonderful. Uh huh. That's yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's yes. good. That's good. You know, I actually, despite I, what the media, you know, what the what the you know the C the, the CBCs and CTVs say, you know that the police have had, you know, remarks from the truckers and harassment themselves. Not at all. None of that's going. It's absolute opposite to what's being, you know, the the mainstream media are are portraying. Yeah, here's here's one here. Uh, This was a 
a fake news story. It's got a, a guy with a Confederate flag. He's probably funded by some three-letter intelligence agency. It says, quote, yeah. um, swastikas displayed at Canadian Freedom Convoy. Have you seen swastikas at the... Uh... No. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, no. I want to just, you know... Um, but they'll yeah. pick anything that they can to... Um, to just you know read the protest to destroy Um, us to make us yeah break us apart but did you also hear or see the helicopter flying um across above parliament i think it was the first day or that last saturday with a with a su you know trudeau flag flying and Uh said it was one of us um, but have you ever heard of helicopters uh, or planes being allowed to fly over any parliament buildings in that airspace? Because I haven't. No, of course not. Of course no. not. No. no, of no. course not. No. Of course not. So that was sort of planted there to show, you know, as if we're being disrespectful um, when all it is has been is, is respect, you know. So, yeah, we've been, you know, there's a few few times everyone's, you know, being trying to be set up, but... As long as we everyone stays calm and doesn't get provoked by these people that are planting these, you know, like you say, some extreme extremists out there and don't get, you know, fooled by it, then we should be right. fine. Yeah, there are people yeah. uh, who say that, you know, uh, the, the kinds of things that happen here in the States, many of those are false flags. 9-11 was a false flag uh, funded by yes. Dick Cheney and George Bush. Um, to pass the Patriot Act under under false pretenses. Of course, the assassination of President Kennedy, we all know that was done um, yeah. by several different actors and it wasn't a lone gunman. I mean, all these things that happen. So I think, but I think people are, um, are, 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 are looking through that now um, much more than they, they did before and they're getting awake. Even you know, even people who are asleep are starting to realize that there's something wrong with this with this picture. Um, yes, yes, uh, absolutely. I agree, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And back there, when those events took place, they didn't have the technology that we do now. You know, to to check up on things and closely look at at the events. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And this is just another. This is making history. This is the history books, right, right. here in modern modern times. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've I found the. Um, it was Candice Bergen, the Canadian uh, member of Parliament, who spoke out against Trudeau, and I thought it was really excellent. I'll see if I can get it here. Oh, by the way, you mentioned um, now that we've got the internet. Well, here's something interesting. I'll share this with you. I don't know. Can you see me yeah. on the phone? Maybe you can. I, if you can, it's fine. No. Okay. This is no. a, a newspaper article that I have. It says Kennedy shot dead. It's, it was published by the Christchurch Star in New Zealand back on November uh, 23rd, 1963. And actually it was published when President Kennedy was still alive. And the, when the newspaper report, when the press release was issued out by the U.S. Embassy in Auckland, New Zealand, it was done on November 22nd in New Zealand, which is actually November 21st here in the United States. And our dear President Kennedy, who was murdered by the cabal, was actually very much alive in Washington, D.C. And of course, back then, um, they didn't have the... Um, they didn't have the uh, quick communications of the internet, so they were um, able to to do it. Um, and um, 
I, um, I was just, um, uh, just amazed on, um, on, on that. So I've got the, anybody wants it, just feel free to send me an email out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. It comes as, as well with my book. And Oh, by the way, my book messages from the masters from my dear friends in, um, in Europe, uh, whose, whose first language is German. Um, it's going to be published in Germany, in Munich here very shortly. So um, I'll give you all the details where you can get it, but uh, it'll be published here very, very soon. So anyway, I found oh, that'll be wonderful. Yeah, thank you, my friend. I found the um, I found the um, um, hold on here. I found the 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 speech. It was by Candace Bergen. She's a um, member of Parliament for the Conservative Party in in Canada, and she gave a very interesting. Um, uh, a very interesting speech against Trudeau. I'll just play a little bit of it here. I'm sorry I didn't have it ready. Here we go. Yeah, no, that's great. I can, it's good to listen yeah. to. Yeah, I, I can see yeah, I'm driving. I can listen. Yeah, okay, great. Let me get this here. Here we go. Um, sorry for the impromptu. <laughs> I just thought of it now. I can put no, it up. That's okay. This is awesome. Okay, I'll put it up. This is what time. I like. It's just live and it's, and it's not, you know, it's real. Uh, uh, Republican Congress, please, please, somebody go get her. This is one of the most call in the or in seat leader who will listen even to those voices he might not agree with. The leader who will work to understand, not dismiss, name call, and gaslight. Contrary to some, there are thousands of passionate, patriotic, and peaceful Canadians on the Hill right now who just want to be heard. Will the Prime Minister extend an olive branch, and will he listen? Member for Portage Lisker. So that guy got up and defended Trudeau and said all this whole crazy stuff. So, and then she came back with a, with a, with a, with a heavy hand. Of course, we all condemn hateful and destructive acts by a view at any protest. Whether it's beheading the statue of Queen Victoria in Manitoba, tearing down the statue of Sir Johnny in Montreal, or putting flags on Terry Fox. Whether it's burning churches, whether it's wearing blackface, whether it's Hezbollah flags or Nazi flags, we all condemn it. She's going to be there. They're prime minister right there. But I love that. I love that she said that because they all want to act like this is the leading Canadians. I do get very defensive of Canadians who are outside today, patriotic, peace-loving Canadians who are called misogynists and racist by the prime minister. So again, I will ask the prime minister, who may I remind this house wore blackface on more times than he can remember. Apologize to the peace-loving, patriotic Canadians who are outside right now, just asking to be heard. Will he speak to her? She just made her, her run for the party above. Similar thing of the is hit this person. Anyway, I wanted to play that with you. I did find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very good. And that does say it all. That we are so patriotic. Um, absolutely. And, it, and it's the other way around. She said it very well. And I just wanted to go back to talking about the internet that, that you know, it can be a bad thing, but it's also a good thing in this, uh, at, at the moment because it's allowed us all to find each other. Wouldn't you agree, Ted? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that's true. That's true. In a, in a, you're right. And also one of the messages I got, I received from um, President Kennedy on the other side a little over a year ago, he said that, 
once people realize that we are all one and that we all have the spark of God or the supreme being within us, um, we will stop fighting because why fight against ourselves, yeah. basically, you know, and the one of right. the things I've, I've seen happening in your beautiful country now is that the East is getting together with the West. Um, people are dropping their party la- labels and they're all saying, you know, we're, we're all one. It, 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 and isn't it ironic that Trudeau called um, the people protesting, dem- demonstrating peacefully there a uh, fringe element, a <laughs> fringe. Yes. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's just very sad. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't put anything back uh, past our leader. Mm-hmm. Anything. <laughs> we see how they're all crooked. I look at I look at him lasting maybe another three weeks. Let me maybe if he's lucky four max. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? I don't see him around in five I weeks. I hope so. This is going to be gone. No, I, I really hope so. This is going to spill over to the United States because we're going to see what you've done in Canada, and we're going to say, "Gee whiz, maybe we should get rid of Joe Biden <laughs> or whoever That's Joe Biden." Bad. Biden Biden you exists. Bad. Uh, as this computer generated image CGI on a computer screen, have you seen Have you seen his press conference last year where his hand disappeared uh, on the screen, green yes. screen? Yeah, you know. I and did. one of the things, uh, with all due respect to to to, Sulk, to Biden, you know, with all due respect to him, in his campaign, um, in his campaign video appearances and pictures before the November twenty twenty election. More often than not, you saw him with one of his hands over the breasts of a little girl or a young woman, but you didn't see that now. So maybe it's not him. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> so I believe it's there's many clones out there. Ted. That's another different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, I do see the money's yeah. being released from by GoFundMe, and after that's done, GoFundMe will last maybe a mother month, six mm-hmm. weeks. Before they're they're shoved into bankruptcy because they'll they'll face so many lawsuits, and this whole yes, thing is going to backfire on, on yeah. them. You know, one of the things that Doctor Doctor Moto showed us many years ago was that um, our our thoughts can create the kind of reality we want. And if everyone's directing negativity at that company and at Trudeau, they're not going to last very long. I guarantee it. No, 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 no. exactly, no. I just hope all this crumbles. Um, yeah, GoFundMe just has really made the wrong uh, wrong moves, and I don't know if they're getting backhanders from from the government or what what's happening there. Right. Um, right. I, I wouldn't put this surprise, but uh, us Canadians and people who've donated all over the world will we'll never forget this. You know, so like you say, here they'll be um, mm-hmm. it's going to backfire on them. Right. Yeah. Let's take we it. Never Let's- forget. Let's take a moment of silence now and everyone listening today to send lots of love and light to you, Susan, and everyone else um, um, in Canada protesting and here in the United States, too. You know, we we have our own troubles here. Um, It's the same thing. Some of the states here in the U.S. are better. Texas is probably one of the best, South Dakota. But there are some horrible states like California, New York especially is bad. But there's a lot of good people there as well. So we all need. Absolutely. We all need help and support. And, and not only that, there's countries, there's Germany is locked down. People are protesting there. Austria is locked down. Um, but there are countries opening up. 
Britain now is opening up. Scandinavia is open. Sweden's opening up. There's a lot of countries around the world who are, which are opening up now. And I think all of these relations will fall like a house of cards because people are realizing, Susan, that it's not about health. It's about control. It's about creating a totalitarian Nazi-like state where people have no rights at all. And you either, and if you don't, our, our own governor in Washington state here proposed uh, about a month ago, uh, he's already building the camps, detention camps for the unvaccinated where people will be sent wow. um, permanently with no hope of getting, ever getting out. Um, and I guess, I guess all the people's properties will just be taken by the by the elites, and uh, yeah, he has, another, he has another proposition where he uh, a couple of weeks ago he said that anybody who ref- um, that the police will be directed to go door to door to door in Washington State to be forced to be vaccinated at the point of a gun. Isn't that nice, boy? And he's yeah. a liberal Democrat, whatever that means. But uh, it's bad wow. here. I don't think I don't see him successful. Yeah. But people have to stand up. Yeah, people have to stand. Yeah, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. As you can tell from my accent, I am uh, from Great Britain. And okay. uh, my family have said that they have not heard a thing about this convoy on their um, on the media in England. So that's very sad. Interesting. And, uh, yes, very interesting. Um, but I, I moved from England to Canada for freedom and space and now here i am now um actually 18 years later um fighting for it wow well that's that's amazing i would um how are people getting along with groceries and that kind of thing food and water are volunteers supplying those how's that working absolutely so so wonderful the volunteers uh, and they're more than happy to to help and um, provide showers, their homes, uh, a bed for us, um, food, breakfast, lunch, um, suppers in the evening, entertainment with some um, you know music or the guitar, um, some drumming. We had some First Nations people come, but the the food is overwhelming and the support and. We, we 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 want for nothing, literally, and they're they're so happy and grateful. And um, one thing I noticed driving through all the small towns uh, as I came to Ottawa was uh, the people on the side of the road. It was minus thirty in the night, waving, um, happy, cheering. And when I look look at them, all I saw was like that desperation of please help us and then the hope at the same time and i it's so hard to explain um to you over the radio uh how wonderful that was to see mm-hmm. and the support all the way along the way little sandwich bags little notes from children um uh, just wonderful just wonderful everyone involved everyone involved well that's um that's that's wonderful. I mean, I've seen the videos and they're just like, uh, the, the, how long was the convoy? What was 100, 150 miles long? Something like that? That's right. Yep, correct. Yes. Well, yes. My God. Wow. Wow. Yes. Do you know, have you yes. heard of a doctor named Dr. Daniel Nakazi? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Well, he, he was treating um, 
uh, elderly COVID patients at the West Vancouver Women's Hospital, the Vancouver Women's Hospital, Vancouver, BC, um, last okay. year. And he was getting success. He was treating these elderly people who had COVID and they were getting well healed and were being released from the hospital. Yes. Well, the hospital administration in Vancouver got upset with him because they weren't making their $100,000 per patient. Right. And so they right. fired him with 15 minutes notice and uh, <laughs> replaced him with doctors who put put uh, patients on ris- on uh, fibrillators and remdesivir. Oh, terrible. And those people have been dying as a result. So um, he's yeah. an interesting fellow. Yeah. He should be hopefully coming on in a few minutes, but um, okay. um, in any way. Um, and also, I wanted to ask, no. how, how long are you prepared to stay there in, in Ottawa? Um, I'm prepared for as long as it takes. Okay. 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 Whatever right. it takes. And I hope that's, that's going to be, that's going to be soon. Trudeau just ends. Right. I hope I hope it'll be soon, but if it takes longer, then um, that's what it does. Sure, right, 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 exactly. I'm not sure if you can hear me, Ted. I'm just near the, the um, airport, and I you're sort of breaking up for me. Okay, all right, my friend. Well, we'll we'll talk for as long as we can. Uh, uh, Doctor Nakasi is supposed to come on here in, in about five minutes. So, um, anyway, um, but. Um, Sorry, that's it. Okay, Susan, if we lose you, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this uh, with with us um, about. Um, okay, thanks, Don. Yeah, we well, it it worked out just fine. It's three minutes to eleven, and I'd scheduled her till eleven o'clock today. So that's uh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I'd like to go ahead, Don, if we could, and um, play this next clip. It's um, I believe it's called. Um, let me look at it here. Don, it's um, video, let's see here. It's, it's number B in my email I sent to you. No, 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 not, not B. It's, um, it's the video, video one. It's about five minutes long. Let's see here. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It's number E. Subject, uh, it's number E. Okay, thank you, my friend. If you could play that, that's about five minutes long, and I'll see if I can reach uh, Dr. Nakazi. This is a gentleman who... Um, he was in a car accident in Arizona, near Flagstaff, and I guess the roads were icy, flipped over on the icy road, and um, woke up. He was still able to walk and talk. Uh, the paramedics arrived, but he couldn't get out of his car, and when when the paramedics came, they stuck him with a, a needle full of morphine. He woke up eight hours later in the hospital, and they were trying to kill him um, with the rendisivir and the um, and the, the defibrillator. They had a a, you know, mechanical breathing device. And they were doing apparently for the money um, because if he died, they would have made a hundred thousand dollars off his death. But anyway, he can tell you about that. This, this video has gone viral and then hopefully we'll be able to bring in Dr. Nakazi coming to us live from Vancouver, Canada in a few minutes after that. It's Ben. <clears throat> Two days ago, I was in a car crash. It's just my car. It rolled out. I don't know what happened. Um, I will, uh, came to the car was back on all four wheels the uh 
you know, all the glass in the car was blown out. I got cut up, you know, all around, nothing serious. I was awake and aware that I, I couldn't open the car door. Within 10 minutes, EMT arrived and injected me with something. And I said, no, 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 no. No, and they're like, oh, just going to sedate you, boss. I woke up eight hours later somehow with a vent, a mechanical ventilator, IV, catheter, whole nine yards. I instinctively, without even thinking, pulled out the vent. There was no aid in this room with me. Pulled out uh, the IV, pulled out the catheter, which was horrendous. And I found my shorts, which had been cut off me, and I covered my junk because I was naked. And I walked to the door and I opened it and staff was sitting there and I said, why did you vent me? And the, the staff freaked out. They couldn't believe I was awake. Um, they followed me back into the room. I sat on the bed and I said, what drugs did you give me and why am I vented? And one of the nurses said, you have COVID. And I said, even if you tested me, po tested positive for COVID, if I tested positive for COVID, a vent is the last resort for someone who cannot breathe on their own. They just looked at each other like, what do we do? What do we say? I said, what drugs did you put me on? What was coming through that IV? And they said, propofol, propofol, fentanyl, morphine. And I was like, why? What? Like, you were going to kill me on that machine. You were going to leave me there. They just looked at each other. I go, I, I want all the paperwork. I want everything that's been done to me and who authorized it. They didn't give it to me. I demanded a lawyer. I said, I need a, a lawyer now. I'm leaving this place. They argued with me for 45 minutes. And then uh, once I could uh, show them that I could produce urine, they found some old raggy hospital clothes and gave them and took me to a door, which was not glass sliding door. It didn't even look like a hospital. This is in Flagstaff. They, they airlifted me from about an hour away. I was under from the time I was injected at the site of the crash. And I somehow miraculously came to and immediately took everything out. I'm trying desperately to get a hold of Del Big Tree or Alex Jones or Mike Adams or anybody that has a platform to share my story. It's new. I want to do it while I still have this. I just sent a certified letter for medical release forms. We'll see what's on that. They got a hold of a family member somehow, even though they didn't have my ID and I was tagged as John Doe. They told my family that I had a broken nose. I haven't blown my nose once since I left there. There's no blood. There's no swelling. There's no, you know, there's just the same kind of uh, junk that's all over from the glass. Why would they tell my family that my nose was broken and that I had, quote, acute pancreatitis, which from what I've read is extremely painful and a progressive illness?
I've never had a stomach ache. I've never had any pain from my pancreas. They said nothing to my family about me being vented for COVID, but that's what they told me. I think that they had no intention for me to ever wake up, and I would have been classified and counted as someone that died of COVID in the hospital. And as you can see, I mean, everything works. I just walked three miles today. Um, I was not injured. No surgery. They could have vented me if there was a pretty heavy-duty surgery, for sure. No surgeries were performed. You have COVID. Please get this out for me. I've written to everyone, and I've, see, I've received no replies. It's only been a couple days, but I'm freaking out, as you can, I'm sure you can understand. I sincerely need this story to be heard. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy to be alive. I can't believe I woke up. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted, Ted Marr, uh, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug, on BBS Radio 1. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we should have somewhere over 34 million listeners today in over 100 countries. And I'm so happy you're here with me. Uh, you know, we're all if we all work together, I know we can make this planet a much better and happier place. And that's exactly what we're doing. Today's shows, I think you'll find them really interesting. In about 15 minutes, I'll be we'll be bringing I'll be bringing on a group of uh, truckers from Canada. They're situated on Parliament Hill, just across the um, the way from the Parliament Building in Ottawa, Canada, and they'll be telling us what's been going on there. One of the things that happened um, last week is that even though the um, the truckers raised like something like over ten million dollars. GoFundMe, which is a cabal organization, don't support them at all. They're evil. They stopped their funding, and then now they want to keep the ten million dollars. Of course, it's all illegal. Um, but who know? You know, anything that most things that the cabal does is is illegal anyway. But don't fund uh, GoFundMe. Don't use them ever again as a company. Um, I think. Um, um, they they should be uh, driven out of business, and this is completely illegal. Can, can you imagine the audacity of these of that company, the executives of that company, just to try to keep the money? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, but I think that'll be overturned um, and soon. But uh, at any rate, then the second part of the program this morning, starting at 11 a.m., will be my good friend, Dr. Uh, Daniel Nagazi, coming to us live from Vancouver, British Columbia. He's an amazing doctor. He stood up to his hospital. The hospital was putting people on ventilators and giving them overdose amounts of resveratrol, and they, people were dying. He stepped in, started giving people um, alternative health treatments like ivermectin. People started living. They were being discharged from the hospital. The hospital didn't like that because they were losing money. When people don't die, they don't make any money off of it. It's like here in the United States. There's There was a fellow... Uh, just about last week, who ended up in a car accident, unfortunately, near Flagstaff, Arizona. And I'll be playing his video here in a few minutes. He flipped over on the ice, apparently, was rescued by paramedics, was able to walk and talk, but the paramedics stuck him with a needle of morphine, knocked him out. Eight hours later, he wakes up in the hospital, and and he's got a catheter on him, a tracheal tube going down um, down his throat, and he was all hooked up to all these machines, 
uh, including a ventilator. And he got the message that they were trying to kill him for COVID because a hospital makes $39,000 if somebody dies with, if the hospital says COVID. And then for all the other extras, the PCR tests, which don't work, it's it, all the other things that they do, including the drug treatments, it amounts to almost about $100,000. So hospitals across the United States and in Canada, countries like Canada and the United Kingdom, they have a financial incentive to, incentive to murder people. And this man, fortunately, he woke up. Um, nobody would help him there at the hospital because they wanted to kill him. So he he took a catheter out by himself and the tracheal tube on his own, he was perfectly healthy. He didn't need all this crap, but he took it out. And then he walked out to the to the main nurse's station and said, why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> and they were all in shock. Uh, they wanted to keep him there to make more money off of him. But after about an hour, it was, he, he was, they, they let him, they let him go. And um, I think, um, but it's quite a story. And I'll be playing um, that video at about 11, 8, 11 a.m. this morning. But it's just if you've got any way possible, don't go to a hospital because um, they could give you a one of the PCR tests. And the PCR tests are 97% of the time they have false positives. In other words, they won't give you an accurate reading. And they, they, they want to do the COVID test because the, there's a financial incentive from the corrupt uh, uh, Biden administration to murder people across the United States. And that's what they do. They give you a fake test. They say you have covid and um, then um, they kill you and then they cover it up um, and um, you're supposed to go go along with that. But I think people are, are, are waking up and I'm glad they are because people don't need to be treated like that. There was another another video I saw last night of this poor, uh, poor woman in Quebec. Same thing happened to her. The hospital uh, murdered her. Um, with the, um, with the res, 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 Desivere, I think it's called, and, and a fibrillator, and she died, unfortunately. She was the mother of like, uh, six or seven children. Um, it's just horrible, you know, what's, ha- what's happening now. But I think this is catching up, and people are starting to wake up. Um, this afternoon, in addition to my morning show this morning, uh, I'll be bringing in a whole bunch of wonderful people to talk about the Moto Peace Project and Dr. Moto's work. That will start at, at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser, actually, for uh, for um, uh, World Water Day on uh, March 22nd. And um, that's to raise money to buy water filters for the Hopi so they can drink clean water. On the Hopi Reservation in Arizona, uh, men live to an average of only 44 years and women live to about 53 to 54 years because of the polluted water. Much of the water on the Hopi Reservation has radiation in it. And that radiation is from radiation from mines on the radi- on the reservation. So that uh, And so much water has been pumped out in the past by these different mining companies that that the natives there, the Native Americans there living on this reservation, they have to pump water from the bottom of their wells. And the, this water at the bottom of the wells is completely contaminated with radiation. I mean, you can take a Geiger counter and it'll go off, it'll go off the scale just testing some of the water on the Hopi and Navajo reservations. It's the same problem. But we're doing something about it. We're raising funds to help uh, get water filters for the Hopi. And we'll be talking about that at um, three at three o'clock today. I um I, I wanted to tell everyone that uh, I'll be going back to Mount Shasta um, this year again, twice. I'll be going back at the end of June and, and, and several times at the end of August. We always have a fantastic time at Mount Shasta. And um, uh, since I've been going there since um, 
2015, we've experienced miracle healings where people actually experience um, a physical healing while they're there. And I can speak firsthand about that because that happened to me. I, my eyes were restored to 2010, crystal clear eyesight. Back several years ago when I was at, at Mount Shasta, I had did have 2050 blurry-eyed vision in one of my eyes, but I got them restored. And I want to thank Adam and the beautiful people of Telos and the Pleiadians for their help. Um, they also gave me a new heart a couple of years ago. Uh, they said I've been working a lot without any breaks, and they gave me a new heart. And I was so grateful for that. I've seen with my own eyewitness, um, seeing myself, people have their uh, eyesight restored. Uh, one lady had a, she was, was able to get a new uh, set of pair of legs after being crippled for about 20 years. Um, several people have been cured of Lyme's disease. One man was cured of, um, uh, what is it, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, but there's just uh, just amazing the stories that come out. I can't guarantee it'll happen every time it goes because you have to be in a positive frame of mood and be open to it. If you're negative um, or don't have good intentions, then please don't come. The Telosians don't want you on there in their living room at Mount Shasta. Now, the, the mountain itself, um, has come under attack by the negatives, but um, it's still functioning as a portal into the hollow earth. And I hope you can you can all come. For more information, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm also going to Sedona in early May and in mid-September this year. Sedona is another fantastic place. There are places there which you can go into the hollow earth. And there's many different vortexes there that are time vortexes where you can go back to the beginning of time. One of the people on my trip in, to Sedona in October actually went uh, went into a time uh, vortex there at Bell Rock, went to the beginning of time when this earth was created and followed it all the way up to the present. That was an amazing, amazing story he had to tell. Um, for all these trips, they're just the cost is just $200 per person. And if you'd like to go, just uh, please send me an email to out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. Now, with respect to both Sedona and Mount Shasta, uh, Mount Shasta they are going into the fifth dimension. And um, I wanted to tell everyone that thanks to the Canadian trucker strike in Canada, the planet as itself will shift into the fourth dimension um, later this year. The, the date that on one on a timeline uh, before this, this trucker strike hit uh, was October of this year. However, thanks to our beautiful friends in Canada protesting the dictatorial Nazi government of, of Justin Trudeau, the timeline now has shifted by a couple of months, and we will be shifting into the fourth dimension as a planetary whole by August, late August of this year. Um, these things, these things are moving fast, and I wouldn't be surprised that if the if the um, um, if we have another a convoy going to D.C. where the fake Biden administration is and wake people up, we could shift into fourth dimension even faster and Biden will be out of office very quickly. I don't see I don't see Mr. Trudeau uh, lasting as prime minister of Canada now by more than three or four weeks. He's going to be gone here very soon. He actually they say he's um, it's hard to tell where he is because he's hiding. But they say he's at a place called Tofino, a beautiful place on the coast of Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. Um, isn't that an interesting spot of all the places to go in the beautiful country of Canada? He's chosen to go there. He actually has a house there, I'm told. Um, but one of the things, too, he's just a few feet from the beach, 
And what an easy place for a Chinese communist submarine to come by off the coast of Canada, of course, their best buddies, um, and pick him up so he can escape any kind of prosecution. I do see him attempting. That's why to do that. That's why he's there. So um, uh, I see a time when he's going to be arrested here very soon for crimes against humanity, and he'll be forced out of office. He may try to escape. I want to let people know that that's what I'm seeing. That's why he's in Tofino of all places. He wanted to be on the ocean with access to to China. So if he needed to escape, he would, but um, it's not going to, you know, where, where is he going to go? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if North Korea would allow him in really. Um, but where else could he go? There's not many places on the planet for him to go right now. He'd probably be we welcome in, in China. I don't know. But um, anyway, um, uh, it's an amazing time to be alive. And um, I'm so happy to, um, to, to, have you, to have you all here. Before we start, um, I wanted to tell everyone I always like to play my um, uh, love tuning fork. Um, this is uh, 528 hertz. And when you hit this Lemurian crystal from Mount Shasta, full of love and light to this tuning fork, you get the sound of love and it spreads everywhere. So I'll play that a couple of times. And then one more time. Isn't that nice? That's a wonderful way to start the day. And, um, of course, uh, I also want to tell people that um, some good news. Um, this is a book that I published a couple of years ago. It's called Messages from the Masters. It's a book about messages from Albert Einstein, John F. Kennedy, Nostradamus, Robert F. Kennedy, um, uh, uh, Nikolai Tesla, the Galactic Alliance, and Dr. Masurimoto, and my friend, good friend, Albert Einstein, on our beautiful, bright future. Everything that they told me in this book so far has come true. Um, there's lots more. There's, there's timelines in the book about what, it, what would have happened had President Kennedy lived in the, in the 1960s. And um, we would be now in fifth dimension. The Vietnam War would have never happened. We would have never had Obama as president, never had uh, Hillary as to, uh, to run for president. Bill Clinton um, would have never become president. They'd all been in jails. George Bush Sr. would have been in jail. Um, but it's, um, it's an amazing book, really. Uh, we were supposed to to ascend into the fifth dimension back in the 1960s, had President Kennedy lived. But uh, that was our timeline. Um, and But it's going to be realized now because the people are finally standing up. And I want to thank especially the truckers and everybody in Canada for, for standing up for freedom for the world. You know, there's there's a huge protest right now in Finland going on. Uh, many places in, the, in Europe inspired by what's going on in Canada and even here in the United States. There's a lot of people now um, standing up to the corrupt Biden administration. Um, the good news is that they're planning a convoy to to D.C. after the um, after they're done with with Ottawa and Mr. Trudeau. And I can't wait to, to see that. Um, Facebook has banned um, the convoy group from from having a, a post, they had they had up to 137,000 people, uh, which were part of their um, their post, and then Facebook banned it. I don't see how they can get away with it. We have the first First Amendment here in this country, and of course, Canada has their Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is similar to our own constitution, like our own constitution. So pe- there's legal basis for it, for them not being able to legally um, shut down anything because it is freedom of speech. It's very important in this country. I, I don't see how they can get away with it. And I'm waiting for the day when they can be sued and, and this can be, can be taken out. Um, uh, I wanted to um, 
if we could play, uh, Don, if we could play the Sophigio, um healing sounds for a couple of minutes. That's the first segment uh, there. And that would be fun to, to do. It's, it's a beautiful thing. My friend, I want to thank my friend James up in Vancouver, Canada. He sent that to me a couple of days ago. And he said that to the reptilians, playing that is like, <laughs> maybe it's a funny joke. It's like scraping your, your fingernails on a chalkboard to the reptilians. So um, anyway, and we'll play that for two minutes. And then we'll bring on, uh, go ahead and bring on Susan from Saskatchewan. so much for sharing that isn't that a beautiful way to start the day that's the music um with playing all the sounds of the universe and uh such a thank you so much james from vancouver for uh for sending that clip to me i'd like to welcome my good friend susan coming in as she's a trucker uh now in ottawa and um with the, with other truckers there susan can you hear me okay i can good morning ted <laughs> so good to hear your voice i i never know you know <laughs> We, you wanted to do a live today, and I'm so glad you're here. I, I didn't know whether they try to cut the phone lines. You never know with the Trudeau government. So, um. well, exactly. I'm just heading in actually in, into Ottawa um, around the airport facility. So I'm not sure if you lose me, you know why I've been cut off the line. Oh, okay, that's um, okay. I, you know I can hear you now. So tell me what's it like? What's it like right. there? I heard that. Uh, Trudeau has left. He's uh, hiding out underneath a rock in Tofino in British Columbia. Uh, he's got a house there, apparently. And I and I got the message this morning that Tofino is a good spot. He thinks that's a good spot 
because a Chinese um, submarine can come by the shoreline there and on the Pacific coast and pick him up if he has to escape Canada. Yes, yes. It's quite, actually very disappointed that, that he did um, go into this hiding and um, he hasn't got the strength to, to face and talk to us truckers. That's all we want, right? Right. Um, uh, so it, it was very disappointing that he has, but we're hoping and optimistic that he will return and show his face and at least, um, you know, uh, have a chat and negotiate with us. Right, right. Well, you know, um, it's I, I think what he thinks is that it's his, either his way or the highway, literally. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Yes, Obviously. I think they're waiting. Uh, I think they're waiting for us to get tired and and one by one gradually, you know, fizzle away. But um, uh, we cannot be ignored. We we, uh, we are gathering so many more supporters here in Ottawa today. The tractors rolled in first thing this morning. All the farmers um, and actually a huge convoy came across from Quebec. And what's lovely is I'd always been in this impression there's a divide, you know, the east and the west. But now that I've actually come here to Ottawa, I see there is no division. We are all one. And I think that's what um, Trudeau is uh, fearing because uh, we're stronger in numbers, right? And he's been wanting this divide. And now all of a sudden, um, this convoy has sparked right internationally um uh us all coming together you know and and it's not just us truckers in the in the seat it's everyone is driving this convoy from all over the world now and that's what his biggest fear is <laughs> well, well, in my I mean, opinion you know um you have dominion voting there in canada we do too and we know it's common knowledge the democrats um uh, gerrymandered the, uh, the the voting results to sh- to show Biden supposedly won the election with 81 million votes, which is a complete lie. And I'm sure in your in your yeah. too with uh, Trudeau, I, I question um, whether he actually was a legitimate winner of the last um, uh, prime minister election there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of us questioning that, and I believe the same thing happened here as what it did in the states. Um, yeah. Uh, he just his biggest civil voters were you know in the east uh, allegedly uh, and the rest three quarters of the country had, had voted against him and I, I believe there was it was exactly the same as in, in the states um, yeah. which is terrible you can't you can't trust cannot trust our politicians which is a, a big a sad it's sad it's come to that right 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 exactly exactly well we uh, the same yes I wanted to tell you on the GoFundMe thing, talk about audacity, those, those, uh, those bastards. They're oh, criminals. Legally, they can't <laughs> money. They, what, they've said, they, I saw the, I read the, the statement issued by GoFundMe this morning or yesterday, and they said that they've been in touch with law enforcement and there's criminal, there's uh, violence. That's, it's a very peace. I mean, yeah. for, for how many people you've got there? What, 1.8 million, 2 million? Yes. Couple eleven thousand truckers. I mean, but yeah. not one incidence of violence. There was a there was one footage 
of apparently a agent prophet of somebody who was sent in by one of the intelligence agencies yeah. by the cabal to try to do a false flag with the Confederate flag, but he was asked to leave and excluded, but there's been absolutely no violence. So clearly GoFundMe has no factual evidence whatsoever to stop the monies. I do see um, them releasing the money in about two or three weeks, but we'll have to, and then I see the company going bankrupt within two months because the company. That's right. Uh, a little longer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and it keeps changing. It keeps changing. Uh, mm-hmm. I did also see that, that they were saying that under their terms of service, you know, there cannot be any violence or harassment. Um, I've been down in, in Ottawa every day and, um, there are, there is no violence. And if there is any, it's the sure. ones that have been paid by the government to be put in there. Um, exactly. to cause that. And I did go down one street, one street, and none of the trucks were allowed down there, and they had all the windows boarded up. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's strange. And CBC had um, recorded that this is where there'd been violence and windows broken. There was no windows broken, they, but they set like a movie set. <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. believe it. Right. And I think yeah. then that's why they can then control the GoFundMe saying, you know, there's acts of violence going on. So right. that is very sad. And a, a lot of genuine people that, um, you know, are being targeted by, by the government. And I, I believe they just want to try and starve us out from down here and eventually fizzle us away. And by cutting off money, they think we're going to leave, but we're not. Well, <laughs> we're not. Somebody started a a a, 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 um, a a fund for the truckers on PayPal, and within one within one day, they had ninety thousand dollars. One day, so well, yes, the the, the groundswell of support is tremendous. They're not going to stop this. It's like a yes. dance burst, and they're trying to plug this. That's right. Good luck. You know, they're not yeah. going to stop this. It's too yeah, much. Absolutely, it's not it's, at all. Not at all. You know. Uh, you you don't need money. You just need love and compassion, and and that takes over. We don't need the money. They're not going to stop. Um, I'm actually uh, based in a, a small little uh, camp outside of Ottawa, mm-hmm. where there's about about 60 trucks, mm-hmm. and uh, they had tents set up. And there's four tents now. It started with one, and the donations that are coming through to help us truckers, including clothing um it's like a pharmacy in there you know there's absolutely everything and more that you need and the food and all you need is love um and that and we're keeping us driving forward and motivated the energy is positive here um and for the first time in a long time there's big julia roberts smiles over everyone's face which is lovely to see you know um and i just yeah, it's just great. And, and the fact it's inspired the whole of Canada, all over different provinces and cities, um, uh, there's something going on. There's something going on, um, every day and, and especially today all over. And, mm-hmm. and I believe all over the world. I had a quick look, um, on the media t- this morning and I see there's Cyprus and all the way through to New Zealand, um, who are involved. Well, that's, fired. that's fantastic. I got yeah. a report from Sweden last week uh, by supporters okay. there that, that, that the government there, the social media had, had, had excluded any reporting at all about the, about what's happening in Canada. 
And I said, well, yeah. I said, spread my posts because, um, I, you know, on this show today, it should be a little over 34 million listeners. And undoubtedly, some of them oh, are going to. Wow. Gonna, yeah. So it's it's getting out there. And they're also the mass media is also losing control of the narrative. CNN is on the verge of bankruptcy. It really is. All of their offices are now right. are in the U.S. Many of their top right. executives and producers have been uh, are in being investigated for child child uh, child. Yes. Pedophilia? I mean, give me a break. That's awful. Yes. You know? know. It's and, absolutely and, awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then yeah. I, I watched a um a video of, of uh Trudeau. It was a couple days ago where he said one of his legislative priorities, um, I think he said this about a year last year sometime. He said that one of his legislative priorities, um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but this is what he said. Okay, I'm not making this up. No. I saw the video and I saw him with on uh, what was it called? Global News out of Toronto. Um, he yeah. said that one of his yeah. legislative priorities was to lower the age of consent. And I don't want to offend anybody, um, but he said he this is him saying, not me. He said that he wanted to lower the age of consent to 16 for anal sex wow. with, with young children. That's what his wow. legislative priority. And I thought, how disgusting. I mean, what kind of sicko is this man? Yeah. Anyway, absolutely, that's that is said. awful. Mm-hmm. I never, I never heard that. Yeah, but right. That's the leaders it's, that we have. Oh. You know, that I, I, I know the things about Biden as well. I mean, it's just awful. Oh, Biden's nuts! Every time, every, every time yeah. you saw Biden campaigning, he always has his hands on the breasts of some little girl or yeah. boy, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes. anyway, that's what. Uh, yeah. That's what runs part of the world, you know, but they're, they're getting ferreted out and people are finally starting to to wake up, you know, and it's more than, it's more than the issue of, of taking the shot, the vaccines. It's about freedom, about living. That's right. You know, know, and I I agree. It's it's not about the vaccine. It's just freedom of choice. You know, I have friends, many friends, you know, have vaccinated and and, and not vaccinated, but it's that freedom of choice. There shouldn't be where there's no choice and you're going to lose job, you know, your job over it. That's that's absolutely awful. And it's come to that. And, you know, families being divided and people losing jobs. And I mean, that's crazy. Um, In the end, I believe truth. Yeah. Breaking yeah, up, yeah. that's what he wants, right? That's but now wants. there's all of a sudden everyone's come together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. That's, we're the threat yeah. now. That's you know? right. That's right. Well, I know, listen, I, I got a message from the Galactics and the Galactic Alliance. Um, it was um, two weeks, oh, last week, two weeks ago, where they're able to help us more now in our ascension and with our cries for freedom than they were before because we're finally standing up. And it's a, it's a match yeah. that's lit around the world. Everybody can identify it because we've all been locked down and, and people yeah. see through the lies now. It's not about health. It's about genocide. It's about killing people. That's right. It's, it's about yeah. control. It's about creating a permanent Nazi police state. And, and yeah. that is something that people, most people don't want, you know, yeah. and, absolutely. Uh, and, no. you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. But I always believe in the end, the truth, the truth will prevail mm-hmm. over the evil. We're going through this awful stage right now, but a lot of people are waking up to it and realizing what's going on, um, which is fantastic, you know? Mm-hmm. 
uh, and that's what we need is to awaken. On my on my drive, it's three thousand kilometres I go to Ottawa, and on uh, on one of these the highways, it said there was a sign and it caught my eye and it said the sleeping giant. Um, and I thought that's exactly what this is. Everyone's been asleep, the giant's been asleep, and all of a sudden he's woken up. And I thought, wow, that's you know, that's really, really the truth. What's happening here? There was a conservative member of, uh, of the parliament there who gave a wonderful speech a couple of days ago. I wish I, huh? I'll, I'll try to find it before we go on, you know, before the program ends. Um, but she gave a very okay. wonderful, ele- very eloquent speech against speech against uh, about Trudeau's policies. And one of Trudeau's um, yeah. uh, minister, prime uh, ministers, what was it? What was it for public health and safety or whatever? He got on. Okay. <laughs> he was a complete okay. idiot. He couldn't say much. I mean, what could he say? You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, so. really? I would have liked to have heard that. I didn't. I don't think I heard that. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can probably can imagine. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of things to do before the show, but I can probably find it if you give me a few minutes. Um, so the morale is high, and um, how how many it people? Sure is. How many people do you think are there now? How many trucks are there? I mean, it's just a sea of trucks. And and how far does it extend around Ottawa beyond the downtown? I mean, does it go out in the suburbs or? Yes. Absolutely. I'm in one of the suburbs, about 20 minutes away. Um, the the police have actually um, blockaded the main parkway to get in with the trucks. So uh, they're only allowing 300 trucks downtown because they said we need to leave the, you know, the lanes open for emergency vehicles. But the rest of us are all on the outside. And it's so hard to predict it to give an estimation of trucks but it's a sea of them it's a sea of them um mm-hmm. thousands thousands wow. i know there was uh, on the 29th of january there were um just on my west west convoy um a hundred thousand registered trucks for the convoy oh my gosh oh and, my that, gosh. and yeah then there's the east and then quebec keeps coming and going they come back and come you know come and go um, and now the farmers, like I say, that it's, it's, it's really, really, it's such a strong presence and, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. There was a report out yesterday that the mayor of Ottawa had asked the Canadian military to come in to get, to take care yes. of, to take, to get rid of the truckers. <laughs> you know what the yeah. commander said? <laughs> yeah. He said, go out and find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't, again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't believe one truth in that at all. Um, I, I honestly don't think that's the case. Yeah, at all. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. And there's I don't so see... much going out there. It's like a jungle. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, there was a news report I got um, about five or six days ago, and I, Anybody out there who could tell me the update would be great because a lot of this stuff is censored. But there was a huge um, thousands of truckers um, stuck in Western Canada, and they were on a place called Sir McDonald Highway and Booth Street. I'm not sure what the location. Uh, the weather was 20 minus oh. 20 degrees centigrade. That's really cold. And um, yeah. the police were locking them in and wouldn't let them let wouldn't let them um, move. 
wouldn't let them get food and water. They were trying to starve them out. And I don't know what's happened, but there was, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of truckers stuck in this large group somewhere in Western Canada. That's all I got. So if anybody has any. Yeah, uh, I want, yeah I'd be interested. I, I'm thinking that was Edmonton. Okay. That was Edmonton, which is the oh. capital of Alberta there. Um, I believe that's what I heard. And they did. And we were all stuck on, they were all stuck on the side of the road. And yeah, it, it was very cold. Um and I never know what I don't know again what what happened there in in the end. But I believe there were cars stopping and giving truckers, you know, food, water, um, and fuel, and fuel on right. the side of the road. But I haven't had an update either. Right, right. Well, this is this is the yeah. sort of thing that um, the spontaneous uh, uprising for freedom that's happening around the world, and they can't stop it. They're just not going to stop it, oh. um, you know. Um, and even the military now is is in the side of the uh, the protesters in in Canada. Um, I'm waiting for the day when that's going to happen. My guides told me months ago that the U.S. people as as a whole uh, would really start waking up in March, which is only a month away here. So I'm still waiting. Yeah. A lot of people around uh, where I live in Washington State are asleep. It's so sad to see, but even those those people are starting to wake up, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, have you been threatened or the other members of your group? You know of any stories where the police have threatened no. anything? No, I actually make a point of talking with the police, and many of them um, said, well done, we support you. But they're on badge and uniform, so they can't, you know, I cannot, can't get evidence of that on on my you know on my media on my phone but um they've been absolutely supportive and wonderful so Mm -hmm. i have nothing negative to say about the law enforcement they're there to do their job and to keep the peace and they have been wonderful Uh that's uh yeah that's that's wonderful yeah um yes yeah, that's that's yes. good. That's good. You know, I actually, despite I, what the media, you know, what the what the you know the C, the CBCs and CTVs say, you know, that the police have had a, you know remarks from the truckers and harassment themselves. Not at all. None of that's going. It's absolute opposite to what's being, you know, the the mainstream media are are portraying. Yeah, here's here's one here. Uh, this was a. Uh, a fake news story. It's got a, a guy with a Confederate flag. He's probably funded by some three-letter intelligence agency. It says, quote, yeah. um, swastikas displayed at Canadian Freedom Convoy. Have you seen swastikas at the... Uh... No. Okay. No. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> no. I want to just, you know... Um, but they'll yeah. pick anything that they can to, um, to, dis- to you know, to, yeah. to degrade the protests. To destroy um, it, to make it... Yeah break us apart but okay. did you also hear of or see the helicopter flying um across above parliament i think it was the first day or that last saturday no, with huh. a with a su you know trudeau flag flying and uh-huh. said it was one of us um but have you ever heard of helicopters uh, or planes being allowed to fly over any parliament buildings in that airspace because i haven't no of course not of course no. not no, of no. course not. No. Of course not. So that was sort of planted there to show, you know, as if we're being disrespectful. 
um, when all it is has been is, is respect, you know. So, yeah, we've been, you know, there's a few few times everyone's, you know, being trying to be set up, but as long as we everyone stays calm and doesn't get provoked by these people that are planting these, you know, like you say, some extreme extremists out there and don't get, you know, fooled by it, then we should be right. fine. Yeah, there are people yeah. um, who say that, you know, uh, the, the kinds of things that happen here in the States, many of those are false flags. 9-11 was a false flag uh, funded by yes. Dick Cheney and George Bush um, to pass the Patriot Act under under false pretenses. Of course, the assassination of President Kennedy, we all know that was done um, yeah. by several different actors and it wasn't a lone gunman. I mean, all these things that happen. So I think, but I think people are... Um, are 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 looking through that now um much more than they, they did before and they're getting awake even you know even people who are asleep are starting to realize that there's something wrong with this with this picture um yes yeah uh, absolutely i agree 100% 100% and back there when those events took place they didn't have the technology that we do now you know, to, to check up on things and closely look at, at the events, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. And this is just another, this is making history. This is the history books right, right. here in modern modern times. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've, I found the, um, it was Candice Bergen, the Canadian uh, member of parliament, who spoke out against Trudeau, and I thought it was really excellent. I'll see if I can get it here. Oh, by the way, you mentioned um, now that we've got the internet. Well, here's something interesting. I'll share this with you. I don't know. Can you see me yeah. on the phone? Maybe you can. I, if you can, it's fine. No. Okay. This is no. a, a newspaper article that I have. It says Kennedy shot dead. It's, it was published by the Christchurch Star in New Zealand back on November uh, 23rd, 1963, and actually it was published when President Kennedy was still alive and the, when the newspaper report, when the press release was issued out by the U.S. Embassy in Auckland, New Zealand, it was done on November 22nd in New Zealand, which is actually November 21st here in the United States. And our dear President Kennedy, who was murdered by the cabal, was actually very much alive in Washington, D.C. And of course, back then, um, they didn't have the... Um, they didn't have the uh, quick communications of the internet, so they were um, able to to do it. Um, and um, I um, I was just uh, just amazed on um, on on that. So I've got the anybody wants it, just feel free to send me an email out of this world eleven fifty at gmail dot com. It comes as, as well with my book. And oh, by the way, my book messages from the masters from my dear friends in um, in Europe. Uh, whose whose first language is German. Um, it's going to be published in Germany, in Munich, here very shortly. So um, I'll give you all the details where you can get it, but uh, it'll be published here very, very soon. So anyway, I found... Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, thank you, my friend. I found the... Um, I found the... Um, um, hold on here. I found the, the, the speech. It was by Candace Bergen. She's a... Um, Member of Parliament for the Conservative Party in in Canada, and she gave a very interesting um, uh, a very interesting speech against Trudeau. I'll just play a little bit of it here. I'm sorry I didn't have it 
ready. Here we go. Yeah, no, that's great. I can, it's good to listen yeah. to. Yeah, I think I'm driving. I can listen. Yeah, okay, great. Let me get this here. Here we go. Um, sorry for the impromptu. <laughs> I just thought of it now. I can put no, it that's up. okay. This is awesome. Okay, I'll put it up. This is what time. I like. It's just live and it's, and it's not, you know, it's real. Uh, uh, Republican yeah. Yeah, please, please, somebody go get her. This is one of the most call in the country or in seat. Okay. Leader who will listen, even to those voices he might not agree with. The leader who will work to understand, not dismiss, name call and gaslight. Contrary to some, there are thousands of passionate, patriotic and peaceful Canadians on the Hill right now who just want to be heard. Will the Prime Minister extend an olive branch and will he listen? Member for Portage Lister. So that guy got up and defended Trudeau and said all this whole crazy stuff. So and then she came back with a with a with a, with a heavy hand. Of course, we all condemn hateful and destructive acts by a few at any protest. Whether it's beheading the statue of Queen Victoria in Manitoba, tearing down the statue of Sir Johnny in Montreal, or putting flags on Terry Fox, whether it's burning churches, whether it's wearing blackface, whether it's Hezbollah flags or Nazi flags, we all condemn it. Be there. He's their prime minister right there. But I love that. I love that she said that because they all act like this is the leading Canadians. I do get very defensive of Canadians who are outside today, patriotic, peace-loving Canadians who are called misogynists and racist by the Prime Minister. So again, I will ask the Prime Minister, who may I remind this house wore blackface on more times than he can remember. Apologize to the peace-loving, patriotic Canadians who are outside right now just asking to be heard. Will he speak to her? She just made her, her run for the pocket. Similar think of this person. Anyway, I wanted to play that with you. I did find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very good. And that does say it all. That we are so patriotic. Um, absolutely. And, it, and it's the other way around. She said it very well. And I just wanted to go back to talking about the internet that, that you know, it can be a bad thing, but it's also a good thing in this, uh, at, at the moment because it's allowed us all to find each other. Wouldn't you agree, Ted? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that's true. That's true. In a, in a, you're right. And also one of the messages I got, I received from um, President Kennedy on the other side a little over a year ago, he said that once people realize that we are all one and that we all have a spark of God or the Supreme Being within us, um, we will stop fighting because why fight against ourselves, yeah. basically, you know, and the one right. thing I've, I've seen happening in your beautiful country now is that the East is getting together with the West. Um, people are dropping their party la- labels and they're always saying, you know, we're, we're all one. It, 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 and isn't it ironic that Trudeau, called um the people protesting dem- demonstrating peacefully there a uh, fringe element <laughs> fringe yeah <laughs> right. unbelievable unbelievable <laughs> yeah. yeah unbelievable yeah. it's just very sad but yeah. you know i wouldn't put anything back uh, past our leader anything <laughs> we see how they're all crooked I look at I look at him lasting maybe another three weeks. Let me maybe if he's lucky four max. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? 
I don't see him around in five I weeks. I hope so. This is going to be gone. No, I, I really hope so. This is going to spill over to the United States because we're going to see what you've done in Canada. And we're going to say, gee whiz, maybe we should get rid of Joe Biden <laughs> or whoever. Joe Biden, Biden, Biden exists <laughs> uh, as a computer generated image, CGI on a computer screen. Have you seen have you seen his press conference last year where <laughs> his hand disappeared uh, on the screen, green yes. screen? Yeah, you know, I and did. one of the things, uh, with all due respect to to to, Sol- to Biden, you know, with all due respect to him, in his campaign, um, in his campaign video appearances and pictures before the November 2020 election, more often than not, you saw him with one of his hands over the breasts of a little girl or a young woman, but you didn't see that now. So maybe it's not him. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> so I believe that there's many clones out there that. That's another different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, I do see the money's yeah. being released from by GoFundMe, and after that's done, GoFundMe will last maybe another month, six mm-hmm. weeks before mm-hmm. they're they're shoved into bankruptcy because they'll they'll face so many lawsuits, <laughs> and this whole yes, thing's going to backfire on, on yeah. them. You know, one of the things that Doctor Doctor Moto showed us many years ago was that. Um, our our thoughts can create the kind of reality we want. And if everyone's directing negativity at that company and at Trudeau, they're not going to last very long, I guarantee it. No, 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 no. exactly. No, I, I just hope all this crumbles. Um, yeah, GoFundMe just has really made the wrong uh, wrong moves. And I don't know if they're getting backhanders from, from the government or what what's happening there. Right, um, right. I wouldn't put this surprise, but us Canadians and people who've donated all over the world will we'll never forget this. You know, so like you say, here they'll be um, mm-hmm. backfire on them. Right. Yeah. Let's take we a, never let's, forget. You let's know. take a moment of silence now, and everyone listening today to send lots of love and light to you, Susan, and everyone else. Thank you. Um, um, Thank you. In Canada protesting, and here in the United States too. You know, we we have our own troubles here. Um, it's the same thing. Some of the states here in the U.S. are better. Texas is probably one of the best, South Dakota. But there are yes. some horrible states like California. New York especially is bad. But there's a lot of good people yes. there as well. So we all need. Absolutely. We all need help and support. And and not only that, there's countries, there's Germany is locked down. People are protesting there. Austria is locked down. Um, but there are countries opening up. Britain now is opening up. Scandinavia is open. Sweden's opening up. There's a lot of countries around the world who are which are opening up now, and I think all of these relations will fall like a house of cards because people are realizing, Susan, that it's not about health. It's about control. It's about creating a totalitarian Nazi-like state where people have no rights at all, and either. And if you don't, our our own governor in Washington State here proposed uh, about a month ago. Uh, he's already building the camps, detention camps for the unvaccinated, where people will be sent wow. um, permanently with no hope of getting ever getting out. Um, and I guess I guess all the people's properties will just be taken by the by the elites. And uh, yeah, he has, another, he has another proposition where he uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said that anybody who ref- um, that the police will be directed to go door to door to door in Washington state to be forced to be vaccinated at the point of a gun. Isn't that nice? Boy. And he's yeah. a liberal Democrat, whatever that means. 
but uh, it's bad wow. here. I don't think I don't see him successful. Yeah. But people have to stand up. Yeah, people have to stand. Yeah, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. As you can tell from my accent, I am uh, from Great Britain, and okay. uh, my family have said that they have not heard a thing about this convoy on their um, on the media in England. So that's very sad. Interesting. And, uh, yes, very interesting. Um, but I, I moved from England to Canada for freedom and space. And now here I am now, um, actually 18 years later, um, fighting for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's Never amazing. I thought I would. Um, how are yeah. people getting but, along with groceries and that kind of thing, food and water? Are volunteers supplying those? How is that working? Absolutely. So, so wonderful, the volunteers. Uh, and they're more than happy to to help and um, provide showers, their homes, uh, a bed for us, um, food, breakfast, lunch, um, suppers in the evening, entertainment with some, um, you know, music or the guitar, um, some drumming. We had some First Nations people come, but the the food is overwhelming, and the support and we we we, we want for nothing, literally. And they're they're so happy and grateful. And um, one thing I noticed driving through all the small towns uh, as I came to Ottawa was uh, the people on the side of the road. It was minus thirty in the night waving um happy cheering and when i look look at them all i saw was like that desperation of please help us and then the hope at the same time and i it's so hard to explain um to you over the radio uh how wonderful that was to see mm-hmm. and the support all the way along the way little sandwich bags little notes from children um uh, just wonderful, just wonderful. Everyone involved, everyone involved. Well, that's um, that's that's wonderful. I mean, I've seen the videos, and they're just like uh, the, the. How long was the convoy? What was a hundred, hundred and fifty miles long? Something like that. That's right. Yep, correct. Yes. Well, yes. My God! Wow! Wow! Yes. Do you know? Have you yes. heard of a doctor named Doctor Daniel Nakazi? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, well, he he was treating um, uh, elderly COVID patients at the West Vancouver Women's Hospital, the Vancouver Women's Hospital, Vancouver, BC, um, last okay. year, and he was getting success. He was treating these elderly people who had COVID, and they were getting well, healed, and were being released from the hospital. Yes. Well, the hospital administration in Vancouver got upset with him because they weren't making their hundred thousand dollars per patient, right. and so they right. fired him with fifteen minutes notice. And uh, replace them with doctors who put put uh, patients on res- on uh, fibrillators and remdesivir. Oh, terrible! And those people have been dying as a result. So um, he's yeah. an interesting fellow. Yeah. He should be hopefully coming on in a few minutes. But um, okay. Uh, in any way, um, and also I wanted to ask no. how how long are you prepared to stay there in in Ottawa? Um. I'm prepared for as long as it takes. Okay. 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 Whatever right. it takes. And I hope that's, that's going to be 
that's going to be soon to go just and right. I hope I hope it'll be soon but if it takes longer then um, that's what it does sure right 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 exactly I'm not sure you can hear me Ted I'm just near the, the um, airport and I you're sort of breaking up for me okay all right my friend well we'll we'll talk for as long as we can uh, uh, Dr. Nikasi is supposed to come on here in, in about five minutes so um, anyway um but um sorry that's it okay susan if we lose you um i want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this uh, with with us um about um Okay, thanks, Don. Yeah, we well, it, it worked out just fine. It's three minutes to eleven, and I'd scheduled her till eleven o'clock today. So that's uh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I'd like to go ahead, Don, if we could, and um, play this next clip. It's um, I believe it's called. Um, let me look at it here, Don. It's um, video. Let's see here. It's it's number B in my email. I sent you. No, 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 not not B. It's um, it's the video video one. It's about five minutes long. Let's see here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's number E. Subject. Uh, it's number E. Okay. Thank you, my friend. If you could play that, that's about five minutes long, and I'll see if I can reach uh, Dr. Nikazi. This is a gentleman who um, he was in a car accident in Arizona near Flagstaff, and I guess the roads were icy. Flipped over on the icy road, and um, woke up. He was still able to walk and talk. Uh, the paramedics arrived, but he couldn't get out of his car. And when when the paramedics came, they stuck him with a, a needle full of morphine. He woke up eight hours later in the hospital, and they were trying to kill him um, with the rendisivir and the um, and the, the defibrillator. They had a, a, a you know mechanical breathing device, and they were doing apparently for the money um, because if he died, they would have made a hundred thousand dollars off his death. But anyway, he can tell you about that. This this video has gone viral, and then hopefully we'll be able to bring in Dr. Nikazi coming to us live from Vancouver, Canada, in a few minutes after that. It's been <clears throat> two days ago. I was in a car crash. It was just my car. It rolled. Out. I don't know what happened. Um, I uh, came to. The car was back on all four wheels. The... Uh, you know, all the glass in the car was blown out. I got cut up, you know, all around, nothing serious. I was awake and aware that I, I couldn't open the car door. Within 10 minutes, EMT arrived and injected me with something. And I said, no, 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 no. No, and they're like, oh, just going to sedate you, boss. I woke up eight hours later somehow with a vent, a mechanical ventilator, IV, catheter, whole nine yards. I instinctively, without even thinking, pulled out the vent. There was no aid in this room with me. Pulled out uh, the IV, pulled out the catheter, which was horrendous. And I found my shorts, which had been cut off me, and I covered my junk because I was naked and I walked to the door and I opened it and staff was sitting there and I said 
why did you vent me? And the, the staff freaked out. They couldn't believe I was awake. Um, they followed me back into the room. I sat on the bed, and I said, what drugs did you give me, and why am I vented? And one of the nurses said, you have COVID. And I said, even if you tested me po tested positive for COVID, if I tested positive for COVID, a vent is the last resort for someone who cannot breathe on their own. They just looked at each other like, what do we do? What do we say? I said, what drugs did you put me on? What was coming through that IV? And they said, propofol, propofol, fentanyl, morphine. And I was like, why? What? Like, you were going to kill me on that machine. You were going to leave me there. They just looked at each other. I go, I, I want all the paperwork. I want everything that's been done to me and who authorized it. They didn't give it to me. I demanded a lawyer. I said, I need a, a lawyer now. I'm leaving this place. They argued with me for 45 minutes. And then uh, once I could uh, show them that I could produce urine, they found some old raggy hospital clothes and gave them and took me to a door, which was not glass sliding door. It didn't even look like a hospital. This is in Flagstaff. They, they airlifted me from about an hour away. I was under from the time I was injected at the site of the crash. And I somehow miraculously came to and immediately took everything out. I'm trying desperately to get a hold of Del Big Tree or Alex Jones or Mike Adams or anybody that has a platform to share my story. It's new. I want to do it while I still have this. I just sent a certified letter for medical release forms. We'll see what's on that. They got a hold of a family member somehow, even though they didn't have my ID and I was tagged as John Doe. They told my family that I had a broken nose. I haven't blown my nose once since I left there. There's no blood. There's no swelling. There's no, you know, there's just the same kind of uh, junk that's all over from the glass. Why would they tell my family that my nose was broken and that I had, quote, acute pancreatitis, which from what I've read is extremely painful and a progressive illness. I've never had a stomach ache. I've never had any pain from my pancreas. They said nothing to my family about me being vented for COVID, but that's what they told me. I think that they had no intention for me to ever wake up, and I would have been classified and counted as someone that died of COVID in the hospital. And as you can see, I mean, everything works. I just walked three miles today. Um, I was not injured. No surgery. They could have vented me if there was a pretty heavy-duty surgery, for sure. No surgeries were performed. You have COVID. Please get this out for me. I've written to everyone, and I've, see, I've received no replies. It's only been a couple days, but I'm freaking out, as you can, I'm sure you can understand. I sincerely need this story to be heard. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy to be alive. I can't believe I woke up. Thank you.